Blog Talk Radio. Pray for me to the woman you call me to be, Lord. Father, take over me. Help me be who you call me to be. Oh, transform me, Lord. Mm-hmm. What you created me to be, Lord. I'm tired of doing things Deborah's way. Oh, I no longer choose to be that way. Hey, hey, oh. Transform me. Transform me. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Transform me. That's our new theme song for this program. Rise to shine, particularly for anyone who has been a victim of abuse, who has been mentally ill, who has been suffering from PTSD, or any of those issues in the home, at work, at school. Tonight we have two ladies who are going to tell us about the special work they're doing in helping people with those issues, particularly Coming to the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas and St. Croix, and of course they'll run over to St. John. I'm I'm sure they would. But I'm talking about Dr. Vincentia Paul Constantine, and her the director and the assistant director is Miss Jessica B. White, assistant director. So let's say hello to both of them and welcome them. So, Dr. Vincentia, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Mr. Gibbs. I am well. How are you? Oh, I'm in Virgin Islands heat. I'm burning up. You have you have a fire extinguisher to cool me off. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, when you come to St. Thomas, get ready. Bring a fire extinguisher for yourself because it gets hot. Oh boy! Time. Yes, it is hot. And let's go over and say hello ah. to your assistant director. Um, Miss Jessica White. Good evening, Jessica. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. It's always a fun having you. I get to play with two ladies for the price of one. <laughs> I better. Okay. I, I'm going to behave myself. I promise you. <laughs> I'm just okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun show. We're going to have fun. We can't always be serious. Okay. Good enough. Right. Fair enough. Now, let's get back to seriousness. We are talking about issues that are really very, very near and dear to our hearts because someone in St. Thomas around the world, Atlanta, no matter where you are, someone in the family has an illness, has a has become a victim of abuse, has been in need of services, special ed services, mental health services, you name it. And tonight, these two ladies who are visiting with us and we'll be bringing a program to the St. Thomas Virgin Islands and St. Croix. Well, tell us about the illness, the diagnosis, the treatment, and what they can offer. So I guess we'll go into four different categories or four different steps. First of all, tell us about uh, what is it that you're bringing to St. Thomas, Dr. V? Absolutely. So we will be bringing a collaboration of services to the Virgin Islands. So the name of the practice is called CW Educational and Behavioral Center. And what we're doing is we're simply collaborating the educational piece and the mental health piece. As it pertains to the educational piece, we'll be talking about everything specialized, from special education to gifted education. And we're also tapping into the behavioral health, which is emotional mental health. So it is a one-stop service all of your needs. Wow. A one-stop center. Fantastic. I don't think we've ever had that here before. Wonderful. Great. Well, how did you come up with this concept? How did it come about? Well, this is something we're doing here in Atlanta. 
So it's it's something I started um, about how I started in special education and servicing everything special education, um, including gifted. And a few years later, I added the mental health component. So um, it is not just elaborate, um, but it is something that I've been doing here for for a while now. So um, and then I found Miss White. Mm-hmm. And she simply um, just was her mission, her vision was in line with what I wanted to do. So we collaborated okay. services and, and and interests, and here we are. So Atlanta became the testing ground. How about that? In reverse. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> good. That's good. I'm glad it tested out okay. Great. Now, I make fun of that because, unfortunately, many of our local individuals with psychiatric mental health problems cannot get services here, especially the ones who are severe. And what has been happening in the past, I don't know if if it has changed, but what has been happening is they have been sent to the states and primarily to Elizabeth Hospital in Washington, D.C. I don't know if any have been sent to Atlanta, but with your services here coming to St. Thomas, I'm sure you'll see less and less clients, individuals going to upstate New York or Washington, D.C. or anywhere else that they mm-hmm. used to send them to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's good that you're going to be here on Ireland and you can offer this one-stop services for clients, for individuals, for families, the whole nine yards. Uh-huh. So you have a team. What kind of team are you going to have? Jessica? Well, um we're we're going to be offering um, a team who would be able to provide services in mental health. Um, we're going to have a team or individuals who's going to be working with special education, as okay. well as assessments for education, as well as mental health. So we'll have psychologists on staff. We'll have um, special education, uh, specialized <laughs> law guru on staff. We're going to have educational professionals on staff as wow. well as mental health professionals. So we have a full, a full array of, um, on the team who would yes. be able to provide both uh, special education as well as mental health to the individuals of the Virgin Islands. And now, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm losing my voice. What age range are you going to be serving? We we in mental health we have the term from the womb to the tomb. <laughs> from the womb to the tomb. So that, oh my goodness. <laughs> so that's okay. pretty much the concept. Um, um, for me personally, for me, I like um, the young, young children um, simply because they they have more of the opportunity for behavioral modification. Um, more opportunity to change some of those um, chemical imbalances in the brain, more of the opportunity to learn appropriate behaviors, and so on and so on. It's early intervention, we know, um, makes the difference in how they will see you and function in this world. So while this is absolutely my love, um, we function on the basis from the womb to the tomb. In other words, we wouldn't be turning anyone away who isn't that oh, need good. of our services. That's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. So how would how would it work? Would people have to be referred to you, or is there going to be an open-door policy and people can walk in? How, how is it going to be handled? Well, um, we are actually, and interesting that you would ask that question, We've recently opened our um, phone lines that you okay. can call in and you can refer yourself or someone else, and we okay. will follow up on refer- all referrals, as well as you can call in to make an appointment with us where we'll be able to provide initially an assessment to see what type of services that you do need. Um, okay, our, number is, <laughs> our number is 340-774-C-WEB. That is 340-774-2932. That is our number. You can definitely call in now 
to get the ball rolling, to get an appointment. And, of course, like I did mention, we will start out initially with an assessment to see what type of services that you need. Each service or each treatment plan will be specific for each individual. Um, It's not one size fits all. And so some individuals will need one thing and others may need a a next. So that's that's what we want to do. And that's what we will be doing. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And to add to what Ms. White just just shared, some um, insurance provider will require a referral from a PCP or primary care physician. So it's incumbent upon the individual to kind of decide what the insurance calls for. At at this point, we are aware that for Medicaid, those who are insured through Medicaid, they will need a referral, especially when we're talking about assessments um, for children, for minors. So if, if you have a child with some suspicion of a cognitive delay, or autism, then, yes, that particular parent will have to go to a primary care physician to get a referral before they can see us. For private insurance, however, I understand the process to be different. However, we are encouraging um, individuals to contact the insurance and find out exactly what they will need so they can come see us. All right. Additionally, I just wanted to add one. One final ahead, thing I wanted ahead. to add, we are, in fact, <laughs> we are, in fact, accepting private individuals, meaning, or private pay, where they'll be able to pay out of pocket if they so choose. If they don't currently have insurance or anything of that nature, they're able to pay out of pocket as well. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you're making options available to them as best as possible. Oh, that's good. Good. That's correct. correct. Yeah. So now you mentioned the phone number. But is there any other way that people can reach you online if they want to look through and find out what you have to offer? Absolutely. Yes. You can go to our website. It is www.thecwcenter.com. Again, it's www.thecwcenter.com. And individuals can peruse the site to determine what services we offer and as we evolve, meaning as we have on hands yes. on deck, when we get to the Virgin Islands in a few weeks, we will make our calendar available. So you'll sure. be able to almost self-schedule um, in, in certain regards. So we're trying to make Fantastic. it as, as accessible as possible for people to um, be able to come and see us. Okay. Now, I know you're on Facebook, too. Could you give the Facebook address, yes. please? Yes, we are on Facebook, and we are on Facebook under two separate organizations because in addition to the private practice that we have, we also have a nonprofit organization which also focuses on the very same services. So for individuals who may not be able to pay, they are able to access us through our nonprofit. And the nonprofit is called Beautiful Dreamers. So on the website (laughs) is www. That beautiful, beautiful dreamers. Yeah, you got me singing now. Beautiful dreamers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Please, I interrupted that number. Could you repeat that number, please? Okay. Sure. So, that um, number. The number is go ahead. Three four zero seven seven four. C Web. The number is seven seven four. Two nine three two. Two nine three two. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, let me just take a second to let our listeners know that they can call in with their questions, their concerns, whatever there is on their mind, they can call in. Our number is six five seven three eight three one seven six six. Again that number is six five seven three eight three one seven six six. We've just started the show. We're 50 minutes to show, so we have 44, 44, 45 minutes left. Call in with your <laughs> concerns, your questions, and the two ladies will be more than happy to answer your questions for you. So let's go back and find out some more about who's on your staff. You have a whole bunch of people coming online. Well, when I say online, I mean to St. Thomas with you in, in person. 
Could you uh-huh. tell us a little bit about uh-huh. the staff you have? Absolutely. So outside of Jessica and myself, we have uh, Ms. Gaetan Borders. She's our school psychologist, and mm-hmm. she will be responsible for our extensive um, assessments and or evaluations, okay. um, particularly for children who are um, sus- suspected um, with autism or significant cognitive or intellectual disabilities. So she will be responsible for all of that, the, okay. the extensive part of it. Then we have with us uh, Mrs. Oh, Dr. Sorry, <laughs> Sharita Habersham. And I have worked with Sharita closely for almost 10 years. So she is my go-to educational psychologist and um, curriculum expert. So anything pertaining to technological um, modification for children with learning disabilities or children who are gifted, that is what she does. She works with school systems in Georgia to ensure that every child has the very same access to education and educational opportunities through curriculum development. Let me make sure I understand this. Technology, you mean some of yes. the young individuals will be using computers to assist them with their recovery, Absolutely. their therapy, their treatment? Yes. All of Ooh. it. Absolutely. And, and, yes. And, and it's so vital that once these yes. children are able to graduate from the Virgin Islands, they can compete with yes. children on the mainland and around the world. So if they're not given access to this level of technology, then they will get left behind. So whether they have a disability or they don't have a disability, yeah. they need to have access to technological yes. advances in education. Well, in particular okay. for individuals who may be hard of hearing, they can Absolutely. also use a specialized all of it. telephone. Uh-huh. There's no yeah. reason why they cannot use a specialized technologically based telephone that could allow them to make their phone calls although they can't hear. Absolutely. And even children with processing delays, we use simulation brain wave activities to almost like um, activate a part of the brain that may be laying dormant. So, I mean, technology is is just the way we we are able to get children engaged and interested and get them where they need to be in terms of um, in line with their counterparts, which is yes. children who, without disabilities. Uh-huh. So that is mm-hmm. what she does, um, Dr. Habersham. And then we have Dr. Pierre, um, who is our educational or special education expert, as well as gifted education. Wow. So anything pertaining to IDEA, which is individuals with Disabilities Education Act is the federal law, and anything with dealing with ADA, with which is individuals with disabilities, um, mm-hmm. that's what he does. He he stays on top of the laws and change in policy as it wow. pertains to children who falls under the the modification. Anything that is not average education, especially yes. gifted. Um, well, I could just I could just see right now that Dr. Fear will probably help to identify the first Mensa, Mensa individual from the Virgin Islands? Because I don't know if we've ever had one. Have you Have you heard of any from the Virgin Islands? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. So who knows? You may be yeah. a pioneer in more ways than one. Maybe Dr. Pear might have you become a, a, a well, a pioneer. I won't leave it at that. And with the technology, <laughs> that's another pioneer event. Wow. <laughs> You are pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. I am really excited about what you're doing, yes. So, are you going to be opening on St. Thomas only, St. Croix only, or are you going to be back and forth? How is this going to work? We're going to be on both islands, both on St. Thomas and on St. Croix. And um, as we mentioned before, starting September the 11th, the week of the 11th, we will yes. be there, um, so individuals can definitely call in from now to make their appointments to get their assessments rolling. So we Good. look forward to hearing from them. Um, this is really something that both um, Dr. Constantine and myself are very passionate about. Yes. And as she mentioned, um, we believe that 
the younger you are or, you know, while being young adolescents and everything like that, that early intervention is the best course of action, but we will definitely take anybody. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It is the key. And so we would take um, individuals, even though, you know, older adolescents, um, anyone, we would definitely take in them at this time. Mm -hmm. To just share with you how far we have come with technology in the, in the area of mental illness. I was doing a show Saturday, and there was a gentleman that I knew from the time I was a youngster. I suspected that he was a victim of Tourette's syndrome, although back in those days, when I'm talking about in the 50s and 60s, I don't know if anybody's ever mentioned the word Tourette's syndrome. In fact, it wasn't even in existence, I don't think, by that name. Uh-huh. But nevertheless, this gentleman... I don't know his medical background. I don't know his history. But when I was just talking about him, he's now passed on. But he was a fun guy, and he had some peculiar behaviors that he handled very well. He would always stop. He was always friendly. He was a painter, a house painter, but you never saw him carrying a brush or ladder or any of the tools. Mm. He went to people's house and did his job, and he did a wonderful job. But, of course, with Tourette's syndrome, there's those expletives that come out. And he had so funny that it was more like a comedian than it was an individual who was trying to speak. And and my my partner and I, uh, Dr. Richardson and I, both knew him, and we were youngsters, and we would interact with him. We would run to him because he was the, the Pied Piper of the islands for us when we were kids. But... I'm bringing that up because how many of our Virgin Islands citizens, family members, have been going through mental illness of some kind that we didn't know about, that we didn't treat, were left to wander the streets? In fact, there are a lot of them right now who are wandering the streets because they don't have a hospital bed for them. Uh So I I can see you have tall order in store for you. Yes, definitely. It is a tall order, but we're up to the task. And um, like I said, we are pretty excited to come in to offer something that's pretty um, revolutionary in the Virgin Islands, that we're able to offer the two components of uh, education as well as mental illness. I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you combined them because one without the other is not really helping give a full coverage of care. I remember one time. Yeah. Uh I would like to see maybe one day when we have the space, the time, and the money, and everything else, ideally have a campus where everything would be on the campus. I remember Uh one time I went to a job interview, and it was like a college campus for teenagers who not necessarily criminally oriented but who were having behavioral problems and issues and were not responding to their parents interaction but the facility was impressive i was ready to work there until they told me that uh, you will make 20,000 i said really is that all you're going to offer me <laughs> there was my own personal issue hmm. that i walked away from it but i was more impressed with what they had to offer and perhaps one day the uh the CW Center might turn into a campus. Who knows? I'm kind of encouraging you to be a pioneer in another direction, too, there, Doctor. I can, I can um, tell. Most, <laughs> most, most certainly. And, in fact, um, Mr. Gibbs, when I, when I created Beautiful Dreamers, it was yes. close to that concept yes. to be able to house every single disability all yes. the 13 classifications on the special education yes. um, in, in one area. So after school, students are able to come to this particular facility and get exactly what they need so they can be successful academically yes. and vocationally um, yes. successful. Um, here where I live in, in Georgia, we ensure that once these children graduate, they have been tracked through uh-huh. high school, and they've been partnered with organizations to give them those skills necessary wow. to function on a job. 
So when wow. I, since I've been a, an adult now and I'm re-entering the Virgin Islands as an adult, I realize that there's this missing component of allowing these children the skills necessary so they too can be functional upon graduation. Good. So, and functionality depends on how are we able to support their needs. So if this, this individual is diagnosed with a cognitive delay, then what do yes. we do? If it's yes. an emotional behavioral disorder, then what do we do? If it's significant ADHD, then what do we do? Like, again, yes. if it's correct, then how do we accommodate this particular yes. child? So if exactly. we're not putting these services and those interventions in play, then they can't be successful. Exactly. And we've been doing yeah. this in the States for many, many years. So mm. I'm hoping to see it on a larger scale as we enter and as we partner with different organizations working closely with these children. Well, I'll be one. I'll tell you this right now. I'll be one knocking on your door just to see what you <laughs> what you have. I say, I come to see the pioneers. <laughs> so I'll be there. Yes. Oh, great. Another area, Etienne, I would like to mention that we would also sure. like to partner with as well is for our service providers, or should I say servicemen, such as the firefighters, um, uh-huh. EMT, paramedic professionals, uh-huh. um, our local guardsmen, as well as the police department, law enforcement. And uh-huh. um, this is an area, as far as I know, um, there is no real program in place for them. And so I would really definitely like to target this community um, to help them get the necessary help that they need because they experience trauma on a daily basis, you know. And so if we're able to provide that filter for them, for them to express feelings, then um, I think we'll be able to help out the community in in a much stronger way. Well, here's a suggestion you just sparked in my head right now. There's a Rotary Club, and then there's an Interactor. Interactor are the teenagers who are preming to become Rotarians if they so desire to do so when they become older. But they do everything a Rotarian would do. And perhaps we could get the Rotarians, Interactor, the teenagers, to partner with one of or two or whatever works best of uh, the individuals who may need some kind of one-on-one partnership. Would that be something that might work? or for you, for the individuals you work with? Absolutely. I see any opportunity where we can um, impact yes. and evoke change, okay. we're all for. But just to okay. add to what Ms. White said about collaborating with law enforcement and such, and okay. it's so vital that we do, yes. because we have, to, we have to take into account sensitivity training. So if you're yes. dealing with someone in the community who's autistic, you certainly don't approach them yelling, screaming, sirens blaring, because exactly. that simply incites the autism. Yeah. Same as yes. someone with mental illness, someone who's schizophrenic or bipolar for that matter. Yes. So we yes. have to be so sensitive when we're dealing with our special populations and, and exactly. get the necessary training so we yeah. know how to de-escalate de-escalate the situation and not incite it. Yes. Also, confidentiality factors, too. Those need to come into place. So I'm sure you'll be able to handle all those. Yeah, confidentiality is so very vital and important. And unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, um, some of the feedback that we had received while we were on island doing some of our feedback sessions, one of the main concerns that... um, individuals had was the fact of confidentiality and you know that's one thing that we want all our um, clients to know that once they come to us their information is 100% confidential um, that they're good. able to come to us and receive treatment without the fear of having um, to hear it on the street that perhaps yes. they're seeing a counselor or you know they're getting some form of treatment that's very yeah. important and there and there to us, and so we want to be able to give them that space where they they feel comfortable in sharing yeah. and expressing themselves and getting the help that they need. Wow. 
Oh, that's a mouthful and that's a <laughs> a tall order, but you're fine there and you can handle it. You can handle it. Yes, yes, yes. Now, when when would the remainder of your staff be on island? Well, we will we will be on island depending on the need. So, um, all of these individuals are connected, affiliated, associated with different organizations here in Georgia as well. So this mm-hmm. is why it's very essential that people call in to make the appointments so we know sure. who and what we need to bring in. In addition to that, as we, as we um, open the doors, and we're hoping to do so um, quickly, yes. then we'll be able to establish um, which departments, which organizations we're working with, and then bring in the necessary people as needed. Sure. Well, that's as good. Needed. That's so. good. Fantastic getting there. Wow. Now, what came to mind is this. Are you saying too much stimulation will not help certain individuals? And as you know, right. Carnival Town gets to be a very highly stimulant-induced event. How uh-huh. how would individuals be worked with in, in situations like that? What What would be best for them? Carnival time. Well, it, I say oh, carnival. on the disability. Oh, carnival. Um, Correct. You mean someone who wants to view the carnival? Well, is that what, what I'm asking? thinking about more in particular is <clears throat> the noise of carnival from a medical mm-hmm. standpoint uh-huh. becomes noise to uh-huh. many of these individuals. Uh-huh. And even if yeah. they're on, right. in their own home, the noise is going to permeate their house. So what can be done right. in situations like that? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot there of there are various um, ways that you could possibly Go treat it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, a lot of it is um, preparation, preparation, okay. preparation, preparation. Okay, so I, got you. I that, got you. I got you. I got you. And I'm and I'm going to use um, <laughs> autism, <laughs> autism yes. as the example here. So for someone uh-huh. with autism, they don't like change. They don't like the noise. Right. They don't like all the stimulation. Yes. However, however, if they're if they are prepared for it, okay, the response is not as challenging. And I'm going to okay. say challenging. Okay. Yes. So yes. in other words, you for someone who's autistic, you have to give them the skills needed so they can function. It, and, it's not yes. seclusion. It's not isolation. That's it's right. It's a functionality. We live in a world where it's very noisy. Yes. Very, very noisy. While yes. they may shy away from, from certain events and certain activities, they still have, especially those who are very high-functioning, they have yes. to function in a job. So yes. it's to introduce some of that stimulation in smaller doses for those who can take it. For others... There are other yeah. types of behavior modifications you can do to prepare them, but it's preparation, preparation, depending on the disability and absolutely depending on the individual. Okay, well, that's good. Another diagnosis that comes to mind right now is Asperger's. I don't know if yes. the Virgin Islands have any Asperger's. I'm sure you'll probably come across one or two here and there. Now, if I remember you know, correctly, okay, wait a minute, let me just finish this. Go ahead Asperger's. and correct him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. No, Asperger's is similar to OCD. Is that correct? Um, no. Um, okay. let, let's, let's talk about Asperger's. Asperger's is no longer a recognized <laughs> disability. Thank you. It's out correct. of our DSM-5. No longer okay. a term that we recognize in the medical field. Okay. Asperger's. Okay. Everyone is now autistic. And you have variations of autism from mild to moderate to severe autism. So no no longer Asperger's, okay? Okay, So Yes, that's where we are with that. Previously, what we had was um, the axial system based on the Diagnostic Uh Statistical Manual. And so it was on the axis. And so that's when uh-huh. you had the difference where you had autism, uh-huh. Asperger's. Yes. But now yes. we have a non-axial system where it's on a spectrum. Uh-huh. So you have mild, right. moderate, severe, you know, those that are yes. higher functioning, maybe mild. Yes. Those who are more severe, 
they're, you know, they are, um, so the, you have the mild, moderate, and severe, and so you, that's how you're able to decipher where they fall on a spectrum. So no more okay. Asperger's, no more higher right, functioning, yes, yes. so it's mild, okay, moderate, right. severe. <laughs> Based on the symptomology, yes. I've been enlightened <laughs> now, by the pioneers. <laughs> now you, you asked the question of OCD. Does it turn into OCD? And that's no. Okay. But there okay. is, we, we understand that a presentation of autism usually accompanies OCD. Does that make sense? Okay. So if, if it depends, again, where they fall on, yes. the spectrum, on the spectrum, it comes with an accompaniment of OCD. Okay. Well, let's explain what OCD is for our audience, our lay audience who may not know what that really okay. means. That is true. <laughs> so OCD is obsessive-compulsive disorder. And, there you go. And it is, yes, it, it is a malfunctioning in the brain. In other words, the individual who is participating in the reoccurring behavior, and that's what it is, is a reoccurring of a behavior. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'll give an example of this. I had a client who simply could not leave her home because she had the tendency of making sure her stove was off. So okay. she would get down the street, come back, get down the street, come back, get down the street, oh touch goodness. the stove, leave, touch the stove, leave, touch the stove. Yes. And she did that all day. So oh she gosh. was what we call not able to function Yes. because she never made it to work. Yes. Now they have the different obsessive compulsive in different areas. So how it presents in one is very different in the others. For some people, it's the, the washing of the hands to the point where they wash the skin off yes. the hands. Yes. Okay. And, and some is actually the hyperactivity in the brain that they can't, stim- they can't stop thinking about a reoccurring theme. It's a reoccurring yes. theme, and it's on and over and over again. So it's, it's that compulsiveness in the behavior. Okay. That's what OCD is. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Time to give those numbers and website again, please. The number is 774-C Web or 774-2932, and the website is www.thecwcenter.com. Very good. And I'll piggyback on that and let our audience know that if they have any questions, concerns, please, by all means, call in because our two individuals are here to answer your questions. The number is 657 383 Again, that number is 657-383-1766. Now, I might add to the audience, to you, these two ladies will be back. I'm sure they will be back. In fact, I'm encouraged them to be back, and I want them to be back. So I think they got the message by now that they will be back. But it's important that we have them because we need to know what's going on in St. Thomas. You, the audience, on St. Thomas or have family on St. Thomas, or St. Croix, or even St. John, need to know what is going on because this is a brand new way of dealing with patients who have been ignored, individuals who have been not given the proper treatment for the longest time for whatever reasons. So I would love our audience members who are hearing this for the first time, spread the word, come to our website, go to the Facebook page, go to the phone numbers that are given you, find out all you can so that your family member doesn't have to leave the island to get treatment, doesn't have to walk the streets and wander the streets because there's no treatment for them. There is treatment, and it is going to be here not too long from now. Very good. So what else do you have to offer, either of you ladies? Well, I would like to touch on the um, violence 
Okay. And um, as a direct result, then there's the grief and the loss associated with that. So any any traumatic situation that is left unattended spirals mm-hmm. out of control. So once we have young people who are um, who have a direct seat to violence, or they've experienced any form of trauma, whether it's sexual yes. trauma or physical trauma, and they are left untreated and unattended, then we have to anticipate that there will be some repercussions as yes. a result. Yes. So it's very important that for, for the, the parents out there, uh, hearing my voice, if something has happened to your child where they witnessed something or they've experienced something, please don't hide it. Get them, get that child some help. Yes. Because what's going to happen is it's simply going to grow and it's going to fester. And it's going to present in irrational, belligerent, and angry type of way or simply isolation and detachment. Okay. Then we're left to wonder what is going on. What is going on is this child is now unable to function as a result of what he or she has witnessed or experienced. So it's very important that we're having these conversations with our children. We're being authentic in the conversation that we don't blame them for anything. And we're open in saying, uh, and taking notes, paying attention to behavioral changes. If your child yeah. went and spent the night somewhere else and he or she comes back and the behavior is totally different, it's time to start asking these questions. And it's time to take that child to a professional. We mm-hmm. have to be particular about our children and the behaviors that they exhibit because we know in the behaviors that something is potentially wrong. Yeah. And many times it's been ignored, ignored, and ignored. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I want to bring up something right now. I don't know if you're aware of it or not. But it's very traumatic because a lot of the young, not a lot, but there are certain young ladies who have been applying to become a member of the National Guard, and the recruiters have been sexually exploiting them. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go into details on it. Mm-hmm. But that's a big mm-hmm. issue right now, and it's taking place, and they're trying to uncover it, investigate it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there will mm-hmm. be all kinds of fallout because of the trauma attached to someone mm-hmm. or some entity that mm-hmm. you would believe and have trust in and find out that it's being used against them. Mm-hmm. So... That's going to be another area you need to be aware of because I'm sure there will be needing help. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the, yeah, the National Guard will be needing help because I think they're reaching out to whatever resources are available in the community to provide services. And the new National Guard commander is willing to do whatever is possible, and the government's given mm-hmm. his, his blessing on it too. So just mm-hmm. giving you a heads up that that. Might be another area to to address. Mm-hmm. Now let me raise Absolutely. another issue. Good. Good. Yeah. I saw a picture of you ladies at the legislature. Is that good news, bad news, or no news? What I mean by that is, are they saying that they have found a million dollars to help you open a new residential facility for our for our our our, our family members? Unfortunately, Not today. Yes, no away. <laughs> Not today, huh? Oh my goodness! So I was hoping that you be the one. there's no good news just yet, but okay. I think what we can and should do is to really petition our um, our lawmakers yes. and the decision makers in the community in the Virgin Islands on a whole, so that we can bring about some level of change. At sure. the end of the day, if we don't um, show our displeasure or what we would like to have. Yes. We will go it, without having. And so I encourage every yes. yes. I encourage every Virgin Islander under the sound of my voice who is able yes. to hear me and they can definitely relate as it relates to mental illness and special education and 
certain disabilities that they need to petition our legislators that they're able to bring about some level of change. It's unfortunate the way or the infrastructure of our um, mental health system right now, but hopefully with CW and the mix, we're going to be able to bring about a big change to the Virgin Islands. Um, Okay. Especially, especially, (laughs) especially with our cultural competence in dealing with our Virgin Islands people. So yes. I'm looking forward to it, and um, just to encourage everyone that they need to make their um, voices um, vocal so that they can bring about some level of change. I'm so glad that you've taken the time to be with us on this program tonight and in the future because not only do we need to reach the local folks, family members, who have family members who need services, but there are many, many Virgin Islands who have left the island, and I don't know if they took their family member with them or the family members uh-huh. left here on the island. So we need to get uh-huh. the word out to them and them and them. Uh-huh. So definitely we would uh-huh. like to have you back. And I don't have the uh-huh. calendar in front of me right now, but uh, we'll put it out there and let folks know that you will be coming back. Perhaps maybe the day before or a couple of days before you hit the island again like tourists, and this time you're coming to stay, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll be there yes. today. All right, already then. Okay then. Then I don't have to put you on my blacklist. Okay then. <laughs> Please don't. Come to stay. No, no, you never go there, unless you pop in and pop out and say bye. No, no, no. Come to stay because Virgin Islands needs what you're offering, and you're offering a lot. It would help many, many people here in the Virgin Islands and elsewhere, for that matter. But your home of, of. Uh, Business will be right here on St. Thomas and St. Croix, serving even folks who may live on Water Island and folks who may live on St. John. Great. Yeah. Okay, what else have we not touched on that you'd like to touch on now? Um, I think it's, it's, um, it's appropriate that we touch on um, people's perspective as it pertains okay. to mental illness. Okay. And as a culture, um, we don't necessarily, I, I would say, I think it's not something that we, we talk about in the open. Yes. So yes. we have a lot of um, uh, myths Taboos, and, yeah. around the topic of mental illness. So yeah, I've heard, sure. you know, things like snap out of it. What's yeah. wrong with you? Can you just get over it? My God, what's going on? Come on, shake it off, right? Yes highly inappropriate for someone who is depressed. None yes. of these things, the threats, the undertones, none of it will be effective because yeah. no one, no one, I have yet to meet someone who is making a decision, an intentional decision every single day to be depressed. No way. It's not Mm-mm. a good feeling. There is no. nothing to get from it. There are no rewards at yeah. all. And that's state of being so we have to be sensitive when we're yes. when we're dealing with you know and when we're talking about mental illness all aspects of mental illness and yes. if you don't understand then it's 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 vital and it's critical that we ask questions as opposed to making you know assumptions and drawing our own conclusions because yeah. you know for someone who's mentally ill they have already started they know what the feeling of isolation they live with it oh yes the stigma oh, yes. as well as the shame the guilt so it, with all of these different variables and then we say these things to them as opposed to support them what can i do for you how can i help you can i call yeah. someone for you it makes mm-hmm. a world of difference in the outlook in terms of healing. Now, I can understand very much what you're saying, but I see several levels of support coming across. There's the assessment portion, there's the treatment portion, but there's also the education portion for the community. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's yes. kind of what you're doing right now, and that's what we're helping you with right now, to help the art right. community to realize their family member doesn't have to suffer anymore. There's a way for them to be evaluated and treated. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad yay, yeah. that you guys are coming. 
Mm-hmm. Also, I yeah. wanted to touch on one other final piece as it relates sure. to mental illness is okay. the substance portion. Mm-hmm. We have individuals who have um, uh, comorbid issues, or should I say a mental health issue, along with some form of substance dependency. Oh, and oftentimes we may yeah. see them and we may see them on the street. We may say they're just a crackhead. We may say that they are just homeless. The truth of yeah. the matter is is that they don't necessarily want to be there, just like the, the doctor just mentioned. They don't want to be there. Yeah. They are trying to cope with their current um, illness that they experience. Some of them are, um, they, receive, they have a lot of psychotic features that they experience on a daily basis. They're paranoid. Uh-huh. And so one way that they try to make themselves feel better is to use substances. Uh-huh. So this is this is the area that we are truly truly lacking in the Virgin Islands, and yeah. it's my hope and determination that we're able to reduce the stigma that we currently have as it relates to all mental illnesses and um, special uh, special disabilities. We need to definitely take another look at it and see how we can collectively come together to be able to help everyone to be mentally healthy, to have yeah. mental wellness. Fantastic. Well said. Well said, yeah. So we have a long way to go, but it looks very promising. <laughs> it is an upper hill. It's just over a hump. And that hump is to educate our family members, educate the community members, and then what you're doing already, having doors open, the phone lines open, so that people can know they have a safe place to get some evaluation and treatment. I can't thank you enough. This is wonderful. Okay, we have about eight minutes left. Anything else you would like to add that we haven't touched on yet? Or you want to touch on again? I would, I would, just, I would just like to take a minute to thank you for, you know, your outpouring of support and invitation oh and having yeah. this dialogue. Okay. Um, you know, I remember when I first posted about what we were doing, you were the first to say, hey, we need to have a conversation. And I'm so, <laughs> you know, passionate about this okay. topic. And I've been trying yes. to do this since back in the 80s. I did remember that conversation, you know. And I'm sorry I put you out there with the 80s. But still. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. Yeah, I just that's wanted right. to um, say yes. thank you for your continued support. And, and okay. just ensuring that, that you leave the Virgin Islands a better place than where you met it. So yes, it's exactly. all of our responsibility yes. to, um, to collectively leave our mark yes. in making the place better than how I found it, you know, when I graduated back in 94 and, and so on and so on. So yeah. thank you yeah. for your part and the part that oh. you're doing. You're in welcome. terms of putting us out there so the yes. people know what we are, when we're coming and what we're here to do. Well, let me tell you a little bit about that. Absolutely. We appreciate yeah. you. <clears throat> Thank you very much. I appreciate your appreciation. <laughs> what has happened is in 1982, I left the Air Force. I was working in mental health, and the Air Force facilities far outtouch what has happened here in St. Thomas. When I came back to St. Thomas to provide mental health services, that's what's my skill, that was my career, I was shocked to see how far back in time the Virgin Islands was when it came to mental health services. So with that in mind, I couldn't help but jump on board when I saw or heard about you, and I reached out. I said, hey, let's do what we can, and we have now become partners. I can call you my pioneer people. (laughs) <laughs> because you're doing something as a pioneer. Yes, exactly. My PP, pioneer people. <laughs> I make fun because levity is important. Laughter is important. I'm not making fun. I'm, to, I'm saying this to the audience, of course. I'm not making fun of the right. topic. But we do have to have humor in there somewhere because this is a very stressful and difficult mm-hmm. issue to go through, and these ladies are doing it. I come up with some humor every once in a while, not to make fun or belittle anything they're doing because they're doing a fantastic job. But we need to laugh it off sometimes. If we don't, we too might need to see somebody to evaluate us. And it happens. It happens. I remember writing a paper one time in college, in graduate school. I read all the 
books that we had to read and all the case studies we had to do. And my question was to the instructor was, yeah, but that's good. As social workers, we help other people. But what about the social workers who become alcoholics? What about the social workers who turn to uh-huh. other things? What about the people who need help? Who helps the helper? Uh-huh. And they didn't have an answer uh-huh. for that. I remember that. I remember that. That stuck in my uh-huh. head. They didn't have an answer uh-huh. for that. As a matter of fact, uh-huh. the, 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 the stigma was in reverse. The mental yeah. health who needed help didn't go for help because everybody knew that he would be getting help. So it, it, uh-huh. it's not an easy situation no matter which side of it you look at it. But nevertheless, it needs to be addressed. It needs to be offered. And that's what these ladies are doing, audience. That's what they're doing. So take advantage of the opportunity to call into that number. I'm going to ask them to say those numbers again so that you can write it down, have it nearby. Because when they come back, you may have a new idea, a new question, a new concern. You can call them. In fact, you don't have to wait until they come back here. You can call them anytime. So could you mention those numbers again, please, ladies? Sure. The number is 774-C-WEB, that's C-W-E-B, and um, that equates to 774-2932, 774-2932. Okay. And, and our website? website, I'm sorry, our website is www.thecwcenter.com. That's www.thecwcenter.com. Very good, very good. Okay. So in the three minutes, I'd like each of you to leave a closing thought. What closing thought would you like to leave, Dr. B? <laughs> I put you on the spot. Wow. Yes, <laughs> yes ma'am. And um, okay. I, I guess, you, you know, it. what came to my mind was rather cheesy, but I'll say it anyway. I've okay. always lived <laughs> by this philosophy that my life is, is of service to others. Yes. And if your life is not of service to others, in my, my viewpoint, my perspective, then it's not worth living. So oh this is why That's we're profound. so passionate about this. Yes. Um, yes. So th- this is what I would like to live. Our life okay. is really in service of others. So we all can function yes. here as we move from day to day. Okay, good. And over to you, Jessica, what's your closing thought? My closing thought is um, I am just super excited to be able to give back to a community that has given me so much, a community really? where I have grown and has shaped me into the woman that I am today. And I'm just super excited that I can give back some level of appreciation or some level of my current expertise to a uh, community that is in such dire need. So I'm really, really excited to be able to give back and to serve my community that I so love. Fantastic. And my closing thought is that we are all Virgin Islanders doing what we can in our own way to help make the Virgin Mm -hmm. Islands and the people of the Virgin Islands a better place to live. So I want to thank you ladies for being here tonight. Again, the invitation is open. I'll get together with you and set up a time where we can do that. And audience, if you're in Rotary, be on the lookout. These ladies will be coming around. And I will have the opportunity to take them to different Rotary clubs. So be on the lookout for that. Again, ladies, thank you very, very much for being here with us. And I look forward to working with you in whatever ways we can. Thanks again, ladies. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you so you. much for Have having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. You're so quite welcome, my pioneers. I'm, I'm, I'm claiming you as my pioneers now. Nobody else can claim that. Nobody else can say that. That's mine. Okay. It I'm is yours, Ethan. That's yours. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate that. So long, ladies. Thank you very much for being here with us. We appreciate it. We'll see you around next Thank time. Thank you. You're welcome. So long, everybody. See you next time on Rise to Shine. Don't keep it in. We're here to help you. To the woman you call me to be no one. Father, take over me. Help me be who you call me to be. Oh, transform me, Lord. Mm-hmm. What you created me to be, Lord. 
I'm tired of doing things Deborah's way. I'm so tired. I no longer choose to be that way. Yeah. 